Welcome to Where the Lotus Grows, Getting Dirty and Growing Strong with Kimberly Searle and Tanya Drew. As integrative sustainable movement educators and health advocates, our goal is to provide you with evidence-based information gathered from research, experts in the field, and our personal and professional experience to help you advocate for your own health and wellness. Our mission is to collaboratively navigate the thick, muddy waters of life to empower, accept, and cultivate our most authentic selves. Welcome back, Courageitarians. This is Where the Lotus Grows with Kimberly Searle. Tanya Drew. I want to start off with thanking Jay Ferguson 427, Jay Ferg. She wrote us a review, warm and inviting discussions about how self-care is more important than we realize. Tanya and Kim have thought-provoking discussions about using self-care as healing for the many types of discomfort we may experience. Very informative and empowering. A big warm uh, hug goes out to Jay Ferg. 427 that helps us and motivates us to keep going (laughs) that's right thank you so much and as a token of our appreciation we do have a little something for you jay ferg so be on the lookout for our very first run of where the lotus grows stickers very fun absolutely well today we're going to talk about plugging into life's energy So you may find yourself living by your to-do list, going from one task to the next, and it is tasking just to focus on uh, one type of energy. So by finding balance is what we need to strive for and need, connecting to our core energy of the yin and yang of life. And so I know for me as a wife, a business owner, a daughter, a friend, a sister, an aunt, an integrative healer, an author, a researcher, finding balance is really, really challenging. And I can be quick to handle things myself and not allow or even ask for support from others. But I often find that I'm busy caring for others that I don't allow, you know, enough space in my life to give to myself. And so I thrive and I have this love of learning and accomplishing things. However, this can also exhaust me and not give me balance in my life. I mean, just listing that list is exhausting. Right. <laughs> no, and I, I feed that same monster. My list is very similar. I get to add parent and take out researcher. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it's, you know, we wear a lot of hats. Like you said that list and then you said balance and all I could think of was like wearing a lot of hats. And yeah, when you have that much weight on your head, it's going to throw off your balance, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Like that's kind of crazy. For me, the analogy that I use with my clients all the time and that's really stuck with me, particularly we spent so much time traveling for school, is the, the flight attendant analogy that before you are able to assist anyone else, you have to put your own oxygen mask on first. And so I really feel like um, plugging into your personal life's energy, it really means like taking the time and sliding that oxygen mask on yourself. And there's so many other analogies for this. You know, mm-hmm. you can't. Uh, I think of the heart. The heart pumps blood to itself first. Right. You can't uh, yeah. allow people to drink from an empty cup. You have to keep your cup full first. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to always say that statement, uh, I'm doing this to fill my cup up. And someone finally said, 
you know, your cup needs to run over, actually. Interesting. In order to serve others. And that, sure. was, that was a new way for me to look at that well and how can you another another analogy that i have heard and i like is you know how can you give 100 percent if you're only running at 80 mm-hmm. you know so if you're not 100 percent full how do you even give yeah from that so i there's a number of ways that i feel like i go with the flow but really because you know as women and as people who wear as humans who wear that many hats, we really have no choice. It's a double-edged sword that we were raised in an era where women can have it all. <laughs> we want it all. We ended up with, I think, two full-time jobs. <laughs> right. Yeah. We we definitely uh, shot ourselves in the foot with that one, really. I think we needed to have, be a little clearer. <laughs> but so let's think about um, plugging into life's energy but also taking some time regularly to unplug from everything else. Yeah, I mean, getting in touch with my energy gives me a place to ground and restore my being. And so self-care for me gives me that balance and the ability to keep going. So each day I ask myself, have you done one thing for you today? And what is the one thing you need today? So I, I check in Uh, at least once or twice throughout the day to make sure that I've done something for me. I like that. Uh, Especially since I serve people, you know, sometimes I'm doing it for 12 hours and then I still need to go home to my family and serve. So I need some sort of um, break for myself. And I also work on doing my own work by examining my boundaries, intuition, kind of healing past wounds. And I do have rituals. Matter of fact, a friend of mine just recently became a full-time caregiver and so now she finds herself, you know, in a house, not going to work, um, but just doing household chores and giving full time care to her parent. And she said, now I see why you always talk about rituals, because I need to have rituals in place so that I can keep caring. And and so while my my heart's with her, you know, she's in this difficult time, it also warmed my heart to hear her validate the need for those those rituals. Absolutely. And I think I, I totally agree with you. And I have friends, I have friends who are um, psychotherapists. One of my favorite rituals that one of my therapist friends says, she just washes her hands mm-hmm. in between each client with the thought of, you know, I'm releasing this person's stuff mm-hmm. and starting with a clean slate for the next person's. Yeah. I love like in between clients, I love to uh, let water run all the way up to my elbows. And I do just think about that coming off. Sometimes I like to, uh, need to reground myself. So do like a quick legs up the wall. But uh, I also like if I'm in the moment doing, I have these crystals around the studio and sometimes I'll just pick it up and rub one or put it in my pocket quick um, to help me. And when I honor these things, I feel connected. I feel energized and I flow better. No, absolutely. And I think, you know, maybe, maybe some people, maybe not, you know, you say crystals and, you know, three out of 10 people are going to roll their eyes. It's mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's more about doing it than it is about the thing that you're doing. So it doesn't have to be like you have a connection to the crystal. You know that this 
is for grounding or that this like the purpose that it serves and that kind of thing Mm -hmm. so you pick it up I have this silly little thing that I do I have a Ganesh tapestry on my wall and he has his hand up like so for our listeners just a (laughs) hand up and out and I just put my hand on his hand and it's just kind of like a little touchstone so it's not necessarily that I think that we're it's us witnessing a, a shift in our energy. Yes. It's not that there's some sort of power that yeah. we're getting from this. It's the acknowledgement. You're almost getting the power to yourself. Right. And crystals do have a vibration to I them. Absolutely. So, yeah. But I, I think it is. It's kind of like that. Oh, wow. I notice this is where I am. I notice that I need something. Here's a tactile thing I can hang on to and shift. Yeah. Make it's the, a the check conscious in. shift. Yeah. It's a check-in. I think, you know, somebody could have a coin in their pocket that they touch or you know something mm-hmm. whatever it is that you know you're you're making that stone. conscious yeah. effort a worry stone um whatever it is my most recent practice and I've been doing this we've been in the new house for two years so I've been doing this for close to that is to just sit like nine minutes every day and I set my little insight timer and I just try to sit quietly sometimes with my mala beads sometimes without sometimes I let my mind wander completely sometimes I literally go through a gratitude list to kind of really remind myself what I'm grateful for particularly when things are crazy Mm -hmm. (laughs) is when I'm like back to the gratitude back to (laughs) what what am I you know, where I'm at. And and most recently, when I'm feeling agitated, which is more and more often, I have um, six weeks left of my pregnancy. So things kind of get under my skin a little faster. I acknowledge them, I notice it right away. So I don't think that I'm as reactionary as I could be. But I have noticed it more. And that's where I'm like, okay, you know, picking up the crystal or touching Ganesha's hand or just taking a second to go sit down and breathe and um, I use the excuse all the time mama needs to put her feet up and I just take that nine minutes and reground and plug in to the energy that I want to put out there and not just not just that busyness reaction yeah yeah well, some things that reconnect me are uh, a morning read. Matter of fact, to, to this morning, mm-hmm. <laughs> I shared my morning read with everyone. Uh, I love to have hot tea. So it's really important for me to, as part of my morning practice to sit down and, and not gulp my hot tea, but be able to simp it and uh, enjoy it. Well, that can be ritual yeah. too, right? Yeah. The making of the tea is almost ritualistic mm-hmm. in a way. Uh, prayer or uh, chanting mantra that I do. I even have a peace protection spray, which you I shared, shared that with that. me. Yeah. And I, there are particular <laughs> people I put it on before I see them. Yeah. And so I put it on before I go. And then you reminded me too, that I was struggling with uh, going to a certain vacation spot and you said, take your peace protection spray. So mm-hmm. I appreciated that reminder, a movement session in the afternoon. I really need to do a 20 minute Shavasana. Uh, a little, I do a little meditation before I put myself in a restorative pose and I just need that 20 minutes to ground and big tea usually comes and lays in between my legs and, you know, we just have that, that moment together. And then at night I take a charcoal shower. I do a self massage. Sometimes I do facials. Sometimes I just need to bike and I let all the wind kind of go through my hair and I sit by the lake and all the day's worries are, are gone. I have a client that swears by cycling. 
Yeah. And that just that the repetitive motion combined with the breeze that washes over you mm-hmm. is super cleansing for her. It is. And then uh, we have a peacock that's kind of like our neighborhood mascot. And so if like I bike and I get to that end of the neighborhood and he's out, I'm like, it's a great day. I got to admire the peacock with all his textures and colors. And he's so um, magnificent. I, that's always an extra little caveat. Um, you know, and then connecting with others, just being able to to check in. I agree, and I appreciate and really like to set a time for both one-on-one connection. Obviously, I love to have my son come and sit in my lap for a minute or, you know, snuggle up with my husband for a moment, which sometimes is literally just for, like, that last five minutes before dinner's ready kind of thing. But I also have found myself scheduling time during the day to be on my phone specifically so that I'm not on it too much or not on it unnecessarily. Mm -hmm. And so like, okay, for this 20 minutes while dinner's cooking and my son's doing his tablet time and my dad's got his TV time and my husband's not quite home from work yet, I have this time. I can check the social media real quick give everybody that I love a little like, a little heart, a little thumbs up, whatever it is that I do, and maybe pin a few things on Pinterest or whatever it is. And then I can set that aside and know that I did that. I I had that time. I connected on Words with Friends with my mother-in-law, which is the only way that we connect in that way. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So we, do you know what I mean? That I took that time and then I feel like it's complete. I also feel like it is maybe 50% of the time responsible for where I'm not on it right before bed yeah because that's where I feel like at the end of the day if I if I don't take that time that's where I'm like oh I should do this and then an hour later I've fallen down a rabbit hole of yeah I try to check in with social media maybe once or twice Monday through Saturday Mm -hmm. and then Sunday I try to make a point to not be on to take the day and off. if I'm yeah. having dinner with or lunch or breakfast with someone else I, I make a point to turn the phone over mm-hmm. so that I'm not distracted I do have some friends that live locally but a lot of my friends you know are at least an hour away so I sure. not probably as good as I need to be and making those phone appointments to kind of check in with them on a regular basis um, but we still all love each other and you know get together when we can we all live all my friends live very full lives as well. No, <laughs> absolutely. Figure. I wanted to ask you, because I'm curious about this, because mm-hmm. I don't know this about you. Being a studio owner, are you able to take the time at least once a week to get into either your studio with somebody else teaching or to a totally different, like I, I like to go, my studio is not, that I practice at is a totally different studio than where I teach yeah. at. Yeah. Do you get a chance to get away and take a class? I do, not as regularly as I used to. My one friend and I had, because we were both studio owners, we used to take one to two Sundays every single month and meet at a different studio. 
and pop into a class. Mm -hmm. And it's always interesting because she runs right in and is like, I'm a teacher. And I run right in and I'm like, no, I'm just a person here. I don't want to be a teacher. I don't want anyone to know I'm a teacher or a studio owner. Uh, It kind of flips people out, I think, like when they're teaching. And I really just want to be a person when I go there. No, absolutely. Um, An anonymous person, preferably. (laughs) Yeah. But then uh, I know I was flying to grad school and she was flying doing a different thing. And so we haven't gotten back into that habit. And I do miss it. Nice. So I had a friend I did the same. We called them yoga field trips. And just once a month, we'd go try a new studio or something. Um, But my other yoga bestie and I do pretty religiously. Like it's like church Sunday morning. We do a little connect where we go to yoga and we have breakfast afterwards. And we've started inviting other people so that it's, it's always the two of us. Right. But then if other people can make it, it's just kind of expanded our little circle. And then we have conversations about yoga. And Well, I'm really interested in growing uh, my digital portion of my business next year. And so I've been doing more digital learning okay. and getting classes that way this past year. Because, mm-hmm. you know, one, I'm getting self-care. And two, I'm kind of seeing how people operate things. Sure. And if um, you want to be able to put that kind of content out there, maybe mm-hmm. in the future, it's important to practice it now. Yeah. How do yeah, you feel about see. that? I've done that a little bit too. How do you feel? I, I like the on-demand of it. Okay. But I also feel that it can get away from you if you're not holding yourself accountable. Like it's easy for it to fall off mm-hmm. the list sure. of things that you need to accomplish. Yeah. I mean, there's some pros and cons to it. Have you done, and I'm but sorry I also, to our listeners if this yeah. might seem a little um, personal and boring <laughs> for people who don't know. So there's two different types of classes. So we have a friend who actually does live classes weekly. Have you done that type? So it's live so that you're part of a class, but you're in your studio. Space? No, because it never really works with, I'm usually with a client. So it doesn't work with your schedule. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. curious. Cause I do watch videos and practice um, yeah. or get email practices or subscribe to a service. I've done a couple of those things myself. Yeah. yeah. But I've been, I was curious to see. No, I usually need to do on demand because it's, you know, either super early or super late. Okay. Or if I get a client that cancels, then I'm like, oh, I can do it at like a normal time. (laughs) So it's, it's more of that way. But, you know, all of these things remind me to stop doing and to start feeling. Yeah. And it increases my empathy and love. And when I don't feel frazzled, anxious, you know, fearful of change. I feel better. And what works for me may not work for you. I think it's like this personal exploration of finding what works for you, for identifying your emotions, which can open up your communication and allow for a deeper level of connection. Absolutely. And, you know, you and I, like yoga obviously speaks to us, Pilates and other body work, and we we talk about them a lot. And that's kind of our go-to thing. But I absolutely 100% have friends who we find the same connection. We have these same conversations. Only their passion is hiking or martial arts or mm-hmm. weightlifting or mm-hmm. something different, but the same. Right. So I, I do think it's really important for our listeners, you know, find yours, find your passion, find your, what resonates with you for connection to where you feel like you're plugging in to mm-hmm. life's energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think taking time and stillness to check in with yourself because your energy is in this constant state of movement and change. 
And as you go through your day, your energy is consistently uh, reflecting, absorbing, protecting, even deflecting the energy of everything around you. So being mindful of what is yours, what is others, and what energy you bring from home to work. Right. And vice versa, Mm -hmm. what you're bringing from work home. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely agree. I think just being connected and being able to reflect on that. It's really in the zeitgeist now, like it's just this thing, but mindful Mm -hmm. to really be mindful. But if you're not, then you're you're just kind of going through the motions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I had mentioned earlier that I've done some daily reads. Some things that I've liked in the past is uh, Daily Ohm has a book. This year I did Judith Hassiter's, I think it's maybe called The Year of Yoga. The Year of Living Your Yoga. Um, the the Year of Living Your yeah. Yoga. Yeah. Oh, The Wealthy Spirit. I've done that. Daily Informations. Yeah. Yep. I get um, daily meditations. It's usually just like a one-liner thing. I will put it in the show notes because I can't think of the name of it right now. But just a little daily inspiration to my email box. Mm-hmm. And I always click on it. So it does get a click from me every morning <laughs> um, to just read it. And then in my planner, I have a weekly quote that I shared with you this morning when you shared your reading that is like kind of my mantra for the week. And it's just whatever's, I mean, yeah, whatever's in the planner. Yeah, we like to use the passion planner. Yeah, I've done um, Louise Hayes' Meditations to Hear Your Life, Technicon's Present Moment, Wonderful Moment. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it just centers my, I need something that centers my mind for the day. And it's something short and sweet to stick with you. Yeah. So that if things get kind of crazy, I can go back to that for the day. And then Kelly Anders, uh, our friend at school, she had turned me on to a screensaver. Do you remember what that screensaver was? I have it at the work and uh, on my laptop. So we'll have to put that in the show notes. But it's interesting because when I turn on the computer, there's usually like a quote or a statement that is also you know, centering. So sometimes when it, when I go to the, yeah, it's like a a thing and each day it's different and there's a different scene. And so between reading my morning thing and then I, you know, throughout the day I go and I see that. And then that reminds me, oh, that was good. And it reminds me of what I learned, you know, in the morning. And so it's just ways for me to stay present. Right on. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember her sharing that with me, but that's not to say she shares so many things. Hey, Cal, we were talking <laughs> about you in the Kelly Anders book club and how many books you've recommended that we've read together. How about you listeners? What do you do every day to plug into life's energy, to connect to take a moment to breathe, whatever it is. We'd love to hear from you. All the usual social media platforms. Find us where the lotusgrows.com and give us your input. We'd love to chat with you about it. Be on the lookout coming up for some interesting, fun, new extra content that should be available soon. Leave us a review on iTunes and or your favorite social media platform and who knows you might be a courageitarian just like j Ferg427 just like j Ferg. thank you so much you might get read and of course get a little extra special gift from us we'll see you next time thank you for listening to where the lotus grows join us in further conversations we believe that you bring valuable knowledge to this community 
You can find us at wherethelotusgrows.com, where the lotus grows on Instagram and Facebook, or Twitter, where the lotus G1, because we were not on top of that one. Remember that though we are professionals in our field, the topics discussed and or advice given is general information and not intended to treat or diagnose. Please seek the guidance of a medical, integrative health, bodywork, or yoga therapy professional for a full evaluation. If you like what you hear, please take the time to rate us on iTunes or your preferred podcast platform.